Welcome, everybody. Episode three of the Music and Life podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, we didn't reveal it last time, unlike the first episode, uh, but today's album choice was a uh, what some... What most would probably refer to as a classic album. Oh, yes. 100%. Released uh, August 1973. It is Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions oh, yeah. record. Oh, my. Which is, yeah, his 16th uh, studio album. Hmm. Uh, and Little Stevie Wonder, as people of your generation may or may not know. like He had yeah. a long career, a, a almost child. like a Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. A uh, lot of pop stuff. And yeah, when he was younger, yep. all, all that, uh, you know, uh, his song, like, uh, up, Everything's All Right, Uptight, or whatever it was. Or that's a lot, I'm pretty right. sure yes. that was he was a child Uptight. when he recorded that. So, yeah, a lot of them. He was a young, young person, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, which is impressive in yeah. itself. Uh, Great talent. Unfortunately, you know, he's fallen off the map. I mean, his his career plummeted yeah. at a certain point and I has uh, never really come back. Yeah, I would still argue that he's pretty uh, popular as a musician sure. and artist. Like, people I still agree. recognize him oh, and no, know him. Oh, for sure. That's not what I mean. I just mean the, the quality of his work has been yeah. has suffered for similar, decades. Yeah, similar to maybe... A guy like Elton John. I was that was going to be the next thing I was going to say. Yeah, uh, identical. Elton John, or even uh, you know, um, guys some like big artists from the '80s. Rod Stewart was huge at that yeah. time. He's disappeared. Sold out. Yeah, um, you two t- as well. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's, boy, it's hard to lump them in there, but you kind of have to, I guess. I don't know whether yeah. they took a different. I'm not familiar enough with their recent four or five albums to know if they took a different musical direction nor am i nor am i i mean well there's that famous joke or story about when they had the whichever uh, iteration of the iphone came out and they actually Mm -hmm. preloaded a u2 album oh yeah to it people were like okay delete yeah people weren't even listening to a note of that that's incredible given how you know the status they held in the music world very true very true anyway we're straying from yeah um, the yes. job at hand. <laughs> so, Inner Visions, Stevie right. Wonder's I'm very excited. studio album, 1973. Uh, some trivia about this album. Uh, actually, three days after the commercial release of it uh, in the United States, Stevie was in a horrible car accident. I was uh, this I did not know. Yeah. Um, literally three days after it came out, he wow. was in a coma and hospitalized for weeks, I believe, um, which was really insane. Uh uh, his tour was obviously cut short of this album. Right. Literally, I think he performed th- the three shows of the three days. So it sounds like it was life-threatening. Yeah, it wow. was rough. It was rough. Okay. Uh, crazy story. I, I was uh, doing some research on Wikipedia, and the first subheading of the article, right. you know how you go down, there's the drop-down arrows. Oh, yeah. First one was post-release car accidents. So wow. Okay. That was a big thing that I was unaware of. Me too. Um, but I anyway. Was alive. I was eight years old then. So you were, yes. It wasn't a big music guy at that, at age, that point nonetheless. yeah yeah um, anyway the album itself uh so inner visions starting with the cover i think yes right, is up in the opening yes you can uh top it off here okay um i personally now i am a child of the 70s as i said i was eight years old when this came out so yeah. looking at the cover art immediately took me back to being a little kid it, yeah. it's com- total feel look of the 1970s mm-hmm. uh, i didn't love it to be honest with you you might okay. have liked it yeah. not that it was 
crazy or anything. It's just for whatever reason, uh, it's kind of pastel colors. It's almost cartoonish. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. him like with a with a vision or almost a prism. Yeah. Um, it's not terrible. I don't know. I I it didn't didn't really move the needle a bunch for okay. me. As I said, it, I didn't love it. But anyway, your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I I did enjoy this album cover very much. I, okay. I thought it was very intriguing. I did like the pastel colors. I liked the uh, format in which it was drawn. Uh, I liked how the letters of Stevie's name and the album title sort of like streamed out of the image um, in that kind of, you know, jump out style of font, which, as you said, was it seemed to be very common in sort of 70s yes, album covers. Yes, a ton of covers w- with that same style that was yes that was something i noticed right off the bat and we'll get we'll get into it but i also thought a lot of the content of this album represented the 70s in ways oh yeah uh anyway um i thought that was cool uh i like the actual uh drawings i like there was sort of these rock formations on the right side of the album cover um and as you said on the left side they sort of had stevie uh pictured in in this big rectangle sort of thing um and I, i thought it sort of tied into the album title the the image right. because it it showed Stevie with this prism of light coming out of his eyes which I thought might have represented an inner vision sure. coming out makes perfect sense the album cover art itself with these rocks and these letters it, that might be an inner vision of Stevie's you know very good i don't know no no i hey it spoke to you th- yeah. th- it worked that's probably what they were looking for it did excellent yes uh overall well drawn and i thought it was a very appealing cover good so. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess I'll kick it off. Sure. With track number one. That's that's it. Called "Too High." Too high. Yes. Um, right off the bat, uh, absolutely loved this song. Mm. Um, I thought the rhythm section uh, between the sort of fuzzy bass, which, uh, doing research on the album, I actually learned wasn't a bass at all. It was a, uh, I believe, a Moog keyboard. That well, was he set. was huge. He was yeah. a massive proponent of using that in music. Yes. That yes. Was one of his real trademarks yes he uh used a moog keyboard uh to play the bass on it there's actually no actual electric or upright bass on this song it's all played on a keyboard um i thought the sort of uh you know the interplay between that bass and the drums was extremely tight uh, extremely well produced i loved the sound of it um and stevie actually played the uh all the instruments you hear on this song were were played by Stevie himself. Oh yeah, drums, bass, yep. the rest of the keys. Um, only thing that wasn't him were these sort of high falsetto backing vocals at the beginning. That clearly know. weren't him. Yeah, yes, yeah. I think he had three female backup yeah. singers. I'm good. You touched. That's going to be part of what I discuss. But okay. continue. Uh, I thought. Speaking of which, I thought the interplay between the high falsetto vocals and the Wurlitzer keyboards in the beginning were excellent. I the vocal lead vocal line by stevie i thought was flawless and the slight echo effect they put on his voice i thought was great uh the lyrics uh, are kind of simple at times but overall very effective for the song absolutely excellent track for okay me. good so well good because we're going to disagree All kind right. of right off the bat my right. feeling is it's funny i agree with a lot of what you said uh-huh i thought it was well produced um but I uh, you uh, you wouldn't see, but I literally have written down odd falsetto not working for me. Okay, I didn't. I I would have preferred this song with just him singing it. I think I would have preferred yeah. it, w- it. Threw me. It kept throwing me that like ah. Oh. 
fuck? Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, I didn't care for it. It sounded like a, a chintzy 1970s, you know, soap commercial. I was yeah. To me, I was like, this does not belong in this song. <laughs> yeah. So, excuse me. I was not, not, I have written down, not a great start. Um, okay. And, All right. and primarily, I found the tempo a little bit odd. For me too, the tempo yeah. of the song, okay. and really, it, it's that falsetto that the one part of the song that is not him. Yeah, I thought stuck out like a sore thumb. But yeah, this is why it's good to talk about this stuff. So that there you go. That was my opinion of it. Okay, I wasn't. Well, I wasn't like, wow, here we go. I was like, oh, well, all right, here we yeah. go. So yeah. okay, wow, all right. I see that. As soon as I heard that song when it was over, I was like, right. man, this is going to be a good listen for Yeah, me. okay, was, well, I that's it. it. Very good. Anyway. Uh, Second song? You can get going here. All right, I'm mo- moving on to song two yeah. on the album, Visions. Yep. Uh, again, I don't know where you're going to stand on this. I found it a little bit bland. Yeah. It's just kind of a mid-tempo snoozer, I wrote down, a slow song. Uh, and quite honestly, I have written down in my notes, I am beginning to wonder up about this on the all-time Album status. I'm okay. like, uh, for me, it was O for two. I was like, these are not yeah. great songs. This is all a, right. Uh, a, again, just a very, very bland, slow song. Um, you know, uh, yeah. What can I say? I mean, uh, I was by the end of the first two songs, I was <laughs> wholly unimpressed by okay. where things were going. All right. So, fair enough. Uh, I said uh, for number two. Very similar. I also thought it was extremely boring song. Oh, well, jeez. Uh, I thought the awesome. beginning arpeggios by the acoustic guitar were fine, um, and the chord progression was fine, and there were some sliding notes played on an electric guitar, which were pretty cool. Um, Stevie's vocal was fine, and the lyrics I thought were great, if you actually listen in, because... I, I read enough about it and looked into it. Yes, I... I, I yeah. I don't think the song does them justice. If no, you probably not, because he kind of ties it into the album title and art, and he talks right. about visions. Visions, exactly. He sort of ties it into, uh, and this is prevalent through the whole album, but he ties it into sort of racial themes. Sure. When he's talking about visions of a new oh, yeah. world, yep. like where yep. it's all equal and there's no racial discrimination. Which, interestingly enough, is topical part of, today. Part of, yeah. We part ha- of, have we really moved forward yeah. in what, uh, 50, 60 years, sadly? That's true not looking like it uh yeah i there was a part about three minutes in where the acoustic guitar kind of picks up i don't know if you specifically remember this i do not but um and it's sort of the tempo goes a little off and i thought that was pretty cool okay um i i just thought i don't know the song felt like it was missing something it kind of dragged on sure i think it was probably the lack of uh drums and an electric bass right um that really kind of just had this open space where I was like, "What is? Where is this going?" Like I yeah. just, I didn't really like it. We're definitely in agreement on this song. We're both, yeah. both kind of getting at the same idea. Yeah. Certainly. Yes, definitely, absolutely preferred the opening track okay. too high. I mean, of the one. two, yes. Th- this yeah. to me, I was like, "Oh boy, what what is going on here?" Yeah, agreed. Fi- top fifty album list, no way. Agreed. Okay, uh, number three, "Living for the City." Okay, I'll take this one off. Yep. Uh, I'll just say I have a lot of notes written down for this song. Well, I have about a paragraph myself, so this looks like we're going to be in agreement again. Okay. Uh, I said, first impressions, I said Stevie really gave it his all on the vocals here. Uh, The previous two tracks, he kind of sang more mellow. Um, Here, his technique is more aggressive, um, and I think the result is great. Uh, Once again... Rhythm section, just like the first song, is fantastic. Tight, on point, groovy. 
I think it's amazing that Stevie himself played the entire rhythm section, the drums and the bass, and, you know, perfected it so well. I, I think the keys are, of course, fantastic. Um, and this particular song, the synthesizer that comes in when he starts kind of like scatting during the chorus sections. Yes. Um, I said it reminded me of uh, BG's synthesizer. Okay. Extremely 70s sound. Yes. Um, it was, I liked it. Uh, I think the song is a prime showcase of like how this album is produced, which is very well. I mean, okay. it's an extremely clean sound. Sure. It's really tight. I I just absolutely loved it. Um, and then, of course, there's this part about halfway through the song when it starts slowing down, mm-hmm. the instruments get quieter, and you sort of hear these uh, noises and these voices and sounds from... Uh, sort of just everyday life in New York City. Yes. Um, and this is really where the racial themes come in. Oh, yeah. And become obvious. Uh, because it, it seems that the dialogue is between the voice of a New York City white police officer yes. and a black man who's being arrested. A young Stevie, if you will. Yes. It's him, obviously. E- exactly, yeah. Um, and if I wrote down, extremely relevant to what's going on today of course amazing shockingly so yes yes because we didn't predict that beforehand i did we no. just you know we picked this album ram- randomly and right. then went into it and i was like wow there you go um and I, I added at the end i found that i was writing a lot about this song because as it progressed i just kept writing and writing as it was constantly giving me things to say yes i need to write that down or it was wowing me you know what i mean yes I very intrigued with this song and uh, final note, I just said great vocal harmony between Stevie and the ba- and the backup vocals. Okay. So that's what I had to say about that one. All right. Wow. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, this resurrected my faith in him and why this album was chosen and placed where it was on the all-time list. Okay. This, to me, certainly for this part of his career, is is his Bohemian Rhapsody, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I have thumbs up twice. I have two big stars. Um, just wow! I r- had written down an absolute classic song. Yep. Incredible, incredible vocals. Seven minutes, excellent. The middle segment, which I wrote as spoken word, which isn't really what it was. You talked about it. Uh, I thought was great. I actually have written down. It will be difficult to top this on the rest of this album. This is yeah an absolute all-time song. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I think the the end, the harmonizing he does at the end, where it builds, yeah. it, it's layered and yeah. produced and builds, is gives you chills. It's unbelievable. It's Great. so good. Yeah, so so good. So now I was like, wow. O- okay, here we go. It completely eliminated any doubt I had of where it was going and why. You could have almost had this and the remainder of the album, and I would have been like, this is almost good enough to place this somewhere on an all-time. Certainly an all-time song list, but it was such a great, great song. As I yeah. say, I, in my mind, it echoed uh, Bohemian Rhapsody just in terms of the creativity of it, the length. Yeah. Uh, again, this came out at not too far off that time frame. Yeah. Seven, eight-minute songs were not being played on the radio. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, again, I think we're in agreement. A- absolutely uh, defines his genius for that time of yes. his career. Yes. Great, Abs- great song. Absolutely an epic track. There we go. For sure. All right. Wow. Uh, Probably that's the best song we've discussed yet through the life of this podcasting. 
You think so? Absolutely. All right. In my opinion. Okay. All right. There was nothing that could come near it on the other two. Not that they, they weren't good <laughs> moments, but this is yeah, really something yeah. spectacular. Yeah. All right. Track four, Golden Lady. Right. Uh, you, can, you can take this okay. one. Uh, Golden Lady. Now, again, see, this was my problem. I think this is actually a very, very solid song. Uh-huh. I like it a lot. Uh, it's a ballad. Solid ballad. Mid-tempo winner, I wrote down. Kind of a toe-tapper. Good, solid song. Yeah. Um, but it, it coming on the heels of what came before it, I was like, I was still recuperating from listening to that. I, yeah. I can't imagine it could not have lived up to living for the city. There's no way, no. but I did like it. I thought it was a good song. I thought it carried the positive momentum of where the album was going. So it was a song that I definitely liked. Okay. You can take it from there. I will Very good. That. Um, I said that, uh, I love the dramatic nature of the of the intro piano and really the whole song i agree i think this is a highlight on the album this is an awesome song um i think the drums sound great uh not being a musician i don't know if you would have picked up on this specifically but there was this stereo panning of the hi-hat on the drums i mean i would never hear that but it's good that you do and it was really awesome i said particularly this song stevie's vocal performance was absolutely incredible on this song his melody, uh, the way he wrote it and yes. the way he performed it was awesome. Agreed. Um, and in this song, that sort of 70s style synthesizer, that kind of BG sound, I feel like comes back yep. uh, during the chorus section. And I thought it blended extremely well with the vocal and the instrumentation. I thought it was perfect. Um, and I said it had good lyrics. Um, overall, very good track. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, again, uh, my only thing is because the... the song living in the city came right before it but otherwise a a great song yeah definitely um so it's your turn i believe correct wow you get this one too that's unfortunate higher ground yep uh i said that right off the bat first impressions the opening riff which repeats throughout the song is good Mm -hmm. um stevie's vocal once again extremely well performed and the same goes for the instruments um it has good lyrics by the end of the song the main riff was starting to get a little repetitive for me. Okay. Um, and I thought that it's bluesy nature. Um, you know, the chord changes where it was going sort of started getting predictable to me. I, I sort of was getting bored by it in that it felt like the same thing over and over again. Just these blues, uh, chords sure. going through. Um, and, and I hate, I I don't not to interrupt, but yeah. I'm curious. I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, do you think your opinion of this? Well, I, yes, I suppose I already know the answer, but nonetheless, uh-huh. would be different it, were you not already familiar with it through the Red Hot Chili Peppers. In other words, you had a familiarity with the song. Without, I did, maybe without realizing that it. He's the guy that wrote it. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I didn't know of the Red Hot Chili Peppers right. version. I may have liked this better. Oh, that I was know. my only. I, I I think I think you would have, but that, yeah. that's I'm not here to. I, I was just curious. I agree with that. I I do think if I was just totally unfamiliar with the song entirely, I may have liked it more. Sure, because I I'm a r- big Red Hot Chili Peppers oh, yeah. fan. Me too. Me too. And I love their version. Um, it is good. So that probably is something to consider. Um, oh, I just thought, given that on this album, the rest of the songs are mostly made up of like soul and funk. Yes. That this kind of harder blues type of song right. just felt a bit out of place. Okay. Um 
overall good track. Yeah. Not one of my favorites. Okay. So that's that one. All right. Well, I disagree. Okay. I have two stars. I have two thumbs up. I would put it a notch below Living for the City. Now, again, keep in mind, this was a fresh song when I was a younger person, and I was like, wow. I thought it was another classic. I thought that now you're now looking at given, you know, in that year, it's basically two song of the year candidates between Higher Ground and Living for the City. I thought his voice was awesome. I mean, I love that that beginning. Really, really good. Great beat and riff. Okay. Again, I wrote a second absolute classic song on the classic. Excuse me, song on the album for me. Nearly as good as "Living for the City." Certainly not as good, but yeah, they were the. This was. I'm not gonna lie. I hate to get ahead of myself, but my decision at the end pretty much came down between these two when I was choosing my favorite song because I really, really love them both. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so, yes, I like that one a bit more than you. All right. Sounds um, like it. So, now we're moving on? Correct. Right. This isn't the full title. I know I, I edited it in my notes. <laughs> Jesus Children, I wrote yeah. down. Jesus Children of America. Okay. Yeah. I have not a, not a huge roaring thumbs up, but I have an up arrow. Okay. I have a uh, very, very good R&B song. I love the bass in this song. Yeah. I wrote now four solid songs in a row, Status on all-time list, clearly legitimate. Okay. A mid, really, really solid mint, mid-tempo R&B song. I liked it a lot. Lyrically, I really thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, yes, another song. I'm like, all right, here we go. Like uh, This is four in a row. Really, really good song, solidifying this album. All right. It's greatness for me. I okay. liked it. I liked it. That's funny. I think this is probably our most controversial uh, opinioned album between you and I because right. I thought a fine track although absolutely forgettable when compared to the other songs on the album okay. uh, I thought the interplay between the background vocals and Stevie's lead vocals were good but in the context of sort of soul music the melodies seemed sort of generic and predictable to me I kind of knew where it was going I feel like it was a type of uh, melody and chord progression that I've heard in a ton of soul songs before this didn't seem like anything new or fresh. Um, the production was fine on the on the song. The music performances are fine, as with the rest of the album. Um, overall, as I said, just forgettable for me. I, I right. honestly couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even you know hum this song in my head, right. remembering it right now because I don't remember it. Okay. Um, so that's that one. All right. Overall, decent, not great. Moving on. Yep. All in Love is Fair. Yes. Should I begin this one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. By all means. Uh, once again, another highlight track for me. I absolutely loved this song. Uh, I thought it had great piano. I, I love the slow feel. It almost uh, Some jazz influences I kind of heard in this song. Um, throughout the track, just the sort of chill nature of it, I was a big fan of. Uh, I thought the vocal contrast uh, between the piano line and what Stevie was singing was awesome. Um, I wrote down that Stevie sucked me in with the emotion in his voice. I mean, vocally, this is an amazing track. Um, I thought it had a very solid structure. Uh, Probably the most ballad-like song on the album, I think. Um, Overall, excellent track. That's okay. those are my notes. All right. Well, we're on back on point because I have the okay. same thing. Two big thumbs up. Two big stars. Yep. I wrote superb, superb vocals. Uh, this is a glimpse into 
really, I mean, I don't want to get too dramatic, but it's like the human condition. You know, if you've been through a yeah. breakup, if you've been through a hard love affair or, or losing somebody in that manner, in that romantic fashion, you know, it was yeah. really, really a beautiful, beautiful song. A great, great ballad. I agree with you. It was up there. Uh, I wrote down again, minus the first two songs. It, it just continues on and on with great yep. song after great song. But yes, this to me was right there at the very, very top uh, of the list of what was on this. I think it's, uh, you know, again, quite an achievement. Really, really a great song. One of my, Absolutely one of my favorites on the whole album. No question about it. Here we go. All right. Okay. Sweet. I think it's my turn. Correct. All right. So don't you worry about a thing. That's right. Odd beginning, not in a bad way, right? This is uh-huh. where he has like some spoken word in Spanish, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was kind of like, all right. Uh, now, I, d- I will admit I do know this song, but I haven't listened to it in a long, long time. Okay. And I was like, oh, I don't remember this being part of the song. I was like, where are we going here? And then as it kicked in, I was like, oh, here we go. Uh, another great song okay. I have written down. I said, greatness continues. Excellent tune. Uh, I can remember this being released at the time and being a single uh, don't you worry about a thing like that stays with you you know yeah. that was that's a very hummable chorus and a very yeah. hummable line and yeah I liked it again I thought it was a really really good song it was another one right at the top of the album for me wow I thought another very strong song so okay it's all yours interesting uh didn't love this song yes you you're gonna pay for that <laughs> uh I mean, I'll say that I thought the opening piano line, which you talked about, I thought it was odd, but I liked it. I thought it was a cool riff. Yep. Um, That's like that. Bam, 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 yeah. Bam, bam, yeah. Yep. Uh, I thought it had a cool Latin sort of feel oh, to it. Very, absolutely. Very Spanish. Absolutely. Um, I didn't love the spoken word introduction. I no. wrote that down as well. No. Vocals are fine throughout the track, but by the end, similar to Higher Ground, the riff and the chords felt repetitive. I was bored by it. Um, with the Spanish-influenced vocal and percussion, right. it seemed a bit forced to try to get that Latin vibe across. They were really trying to push it out there with those Spanish guys doing spoken sure. word. The percussion, Stevie was kind of trying to put that Spanish thing on right. his vocals. I liked it. See, I thought it worked. I All mean, right. They were going for it, absolutely. And yeah. for me, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm on board with this. I, I thought like this. they were pushing it a bit too much with, with that uh, for me. Uh, yeah. I slowly became disenchanted with the track as it as it moved on. Uh, I mean, overall, fine track, but definitely not one of the highlights on the album for okay. me. So well, I liked it a bit more, obviously. I like right. that song. Yeah. And I know that song. Again, I remember yeah. that from when I was a kid. So uh, honestly, it kind of brought me back because I remembered it. I was like, oh, I know this song and I like it. So maybe yeah. that played a part in it. You okay, know? probably, yeah. Um, I, mean, I did do my research on the album beforehand and I saw that sure. this track was one of the singles. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was absolutely a single. I can remember it being yeah. out there. And it I, reached uh, number 16 on yeah, the Billboard so charts. So I guess, you know, people agreed with me on some level. Yeah, yeah. I think this is your turn, and this was what I yep. wrote down as the last song. Final track. On the album, right? uh, he's Mr. Know It All. Yes. Um, an odd spelling of Mr., if you will. Almost yes. like an intentional misspelling. Yes, I believe so. Um, I'll just go ahead and say fantastic song. Wow. Uh, oh, good. I'm glad you said that. I'm just yeah. Go ahead. I, I apologize. Uh, as said about the previous tracks, I think the drums and bass, so well performed, so well produced, ext- layered extremely well. Um, 
I thought Stevie's vocal melody was great. I love that chorus. Uh, he's Mr. Know-It-All. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I love the energetic piano throughout the song. It was pretty, compared to the rest of the album, it was a pretty up-tempo song. Yes. Um, I mean, I almost found it hard not to move and sing along with the song, especially at the end when those hand claps come in. Yep. It's sort of that driving beat. Uh, I thought it was it was great. Overall, fantastic track. Oh, okay. Done with your comments on that one? Yep. Well, this is what this is all about, because yeah, I, I didn't like it much at all, to okay. be honest with you. Uh, well, I have written down solid. I said not close to anything at the at the top four or five albums on this list. All right. I have a mid-tempo winner, but I actually wrote weak. Given the greatness of the entire album, I thought this was a weak song. I, I wow. did not love this. So it's almost like we're flip-flopped on the final yeah, two. Because it seems. It I liked seems. the one before it a lot more than you, and you liked this a lot. This, to me was maybe the second most forgettable wow for okay. me believe it or not so interesting yeah that, that's what makes this so fun wow okay yeah <laughs> not one of my favorites um but anyway so now we're gonna we have best song war song and then our, our score ranking. and final thoughts correct yes okay that's correct so we, uh did who started off on that song you uh, yes. Okay. So, so what you I can begin. The I will tracks. begin this. I will. And I'm just going to give both, and then you give your both. All right. First off, I'm going to give my worst, which yep. uh, for me was Visions, and it's funny because you talked about that. I don't know if you're going to choose it, but you right. had mentioned it not being one of your favorites. So I certainly Correct. know it was in the running. Yeah. For your definitely. worst. Definitely. Um, for me, the best. I, I really think when I got right down to it, it was Living for the City. They, yeah. There's just no comparison. I, I mean, could, uh, I could gather that that was yeah, going to be your choice. Yeah, I'm sure on, again, I don't look at the lists frequently enough, but that has to be on every R&B, every Rolling Stone. All, I, mean, all, yeah. I mean, I know it's obviously an all-time classic song, but yeah. to me, and I will, not to repeat myself, but I have to go back to what I said about it at the beginning, in that it's, to me, as recognizable a song with him and as creative and great a song for him as Bohemian Rhapsody was for Queen, given that yeah. it's a longer song. It's really was so unique for its time with that middle segment and then back into the ending with the, the, the scaling uh, vocals at the end. So anyway, not to go on and on, but yes, Living for the City, Stevie Wonder Intervisions, all-time, all-time classic song. Great, okay. great, great song. Wow. All right. Uh Interesting. Uh, least favorite track for me, Jesus Children of America. Oh, okay. I really did not enjoy that track um, for all the reasons I said before. Extremely forgettable, bland. Didn't really like it. Uh, favorite track, um, I'm going to have to go a Larry G on here. Um, well, all right. And I, for the viewers who don't know, Larry Graves, a.k.a. Canadian Stud Muffin, Another music critic, which uh, my father and I here both uh, enjoy. I get a kick out of him, absolutely. Um, Seems like a very, very sweet man. Yes. Um, Living for the City, I will say, came in at a close second. Um, but the number one track for me on this album that I just was pretty much pure ear candy for me. Um, opening track, Too High. Mm. Absolutely, wow. absolutely loved it. The The vocals, the... Bass, drums, everything. I thought it was a perfect song. Um, wow, I would have lost that bet. I yeah. would have thought you'd pick that. No, yeah. Uh, but that's good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, I gave 
we can go for our score here. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, did you want to say anything more about the too high or no? Just, no. That's, okay, that's, that's your pretty favorite. much it for the reasons I said before. Sure. Just I loved it overall in terms of production and, and musically. I was a big fan of it. All right. Well, you can give your score. I'll give mine. Okay. And then I'll give my final thoughts and you can give yours. And uh, yeah. we're going to be wrapping it up. All right. Um, I really, listening to it uh, again and again, this album, my score never really changed. Um I went with a seven plus out of ten, hmm. which is I was considering putting it a bit higher just because, given the production and all those factors, it's a I mean it's an absolutely solid album and I think it I think it does deserve its legend status. Okay, um, given especially the themes yeah you know what if these are your final thoughts continue because then what I'll do is give my score and final thoughts together. Okay, yeah I I. I will say, I think it deserves its legend status. Okay. I think looking at the Rolling Stone top one 500 album list, right. I think this was placed somewhere like 29 or something like that. Okay. That might be a bit higher than what I would expect. Agreed. Um, but top 100, I think that's reasonable. Um, given just Stevie, it, you have, especially remembering this was made in 1973, um, and things like racial inequality were definitely still oh, yeah. heavily an issue in sure. the 70s. Of course, not to the extent maybe 10 years earlier as they were, or right. even 20 years earlier. Right. Um, but that was that stuff was still going on. And as, the it, fact that, as it is today. Yes, the fact that Stevie was so upfront with all these issues right. and really blatantly putting them out there, um, but also giving it a sense of creativity and making it his art was fantastic. And... Th- Putting those themes into songs worked well lyrically, and uh, when it comes down to it, the songs on this album, for the most part, I mean, even with with tracks like "Jesus Children of America," they're still fine songs. Sure, there is no really bad songs. I feel like on this album, Um, I that's really all I have to say. Okay, very good. Loved its themes. Wow, loved it. All right, I'll close it out then. Do you prefer bro? Bra, or are you repulsed by both? I'm repulsed by both. Oh, well, good. That was the right answer, because <laughs> I've been on a big bro, bra kick. Yeah. Because it's so ridiculous. So I won't even. Yeah, I won't even. I was going to give you a, a bro, but I won't. Anyway, okay. I just wanted to point that out. But look, right. score. Yeah. For the viewers that can't see at home, right? That's right. Identical. Yep. Seven plus. I was almost going to lean to an eight, yeah. but I said that's just too, too. Th- there are a few chinks in the armor on this album. I can't yeah. go there. The greatness of the great songs, though, to me, was unbelievable. I, yeah. My final thoughts are almost identical to yours. I have complete classic album, yeah. totally worthy of the praise. For me, two Song of the Year candidates, on it, it, which would have been Living for the City and Higher Ground, uh, I think it really established himself as a massive force in R&B music at the time. Not that yeah. he wasn't already, but just a really, really great album. It, it certainly belongs on the lists it has made as a classic uh vast majority of the songs excellent even the ones that i didn't find excellent for the most part were really really solid yep so i give it i give it high marks and there are plenty of albums on those lists that honestly i don't agree with but yeah this is not one of them Th- this i chose off that list because i wasn't familiar with the whole thing very good um so great yes it's our highest ranked album so far as i'm sure you know yeah justifiably it's the best yeah. uh, obviously that's true i and i I will, uh, you know, straight yeah. up admit that sure. this is definitely the best yeah. of the albums oh we've my God. on the show so For far. Sure. 
Um, so do we tease the next one or no? We've been what introducing them at the beginning, I uh, believe. I it's really been. I'll on leave and it off. up Some, to you. Sometimes we've given it on the previous episode. Okay. Um, well, you can if you'd like. I'm, I'm not against it. I guess I'll just say that this album uh, has become uh, popular due to it its release being uh, very close to its uh, creator's death. Oh yes. Uh, and the fact that it was released on his 69th birthday. Now, see, that I didn't realize, but... Yeah, okay. released on his birthday, Death is Two Days Later. Wow, Any, unbelievable. Anybody familiar with music, probably going to know it by now. We're, we're reviewing Black Star by David Bowie. David his, Bowie. His final... Then White Duke. That's correct. His mm-hmm. final studio album that was made um, with his input and his realization before his passing. Yeah. So... That's what's on deck. Yes. Both of us are unfamiliar, really, with the contents I of that know. album. I, I can't lie. I've listened to it a little because I knew this before, but yeah. I have no comments on it. Okay. Um, I have not listened to the whole thing. I just scraped the surface as I was more or less cleaning my room. I had it on in the background, but I, yep. I have to give it, obviously, three or four real listens. But yes, yes because so the cat is out of the bag. That's next, and I'm uh, honestly quite excited about it. I'm a as big Bowie I. fan. As am I. Yes. All right. All right. That's that? Yeah. Episode oh, we three. We have to get like a, a send-off line at some point. I think that's what people have. Yeah, you know, the, eventually. The yeah. influencers, as you young <laughs> folk are called. Yeah, we'll make something up Yeah, like that. I just like to thank everybody in the end. Yeah, of course. Um, all right, that wraps up episode three. Yes. Intervision, Stevie Wonder. Yes. Um, thank you all very much sure. for listening. Um, even if there's one, even if there's none, because I feel like there's millions, even though yes, I know Yes, of course, not. and it's fun at the end of the day. Extremely, extremely fun. <laughs> Great idea. Yes. I'm having more and more fun as it goes along. As am I. Excellent. Right. There you go. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. We'll see you next time Bye-bye. for episode four. Bye. Bye.